We love you tonight, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, once again. We know that we're coming to your presence, Lord. We're coming to your house, Lord. We know that you're going to move. We know that you're going to do great things, that you're going to bless us, Lord, because you promised an amen and they're true and they grow better every day lord and we pray tonight that you just move again lord a fresh touch tonight lord a fresh outpouring of your spirit lord we were grateful for what we received this morning but god we need more God, we need more of you in our lives, and we ask that you come tonight and you just stir something up within us, Lord. You stir the waters and begin to move, Lord, and we receive everything that you have for us, and we worship you, we praise you, we glorify you. Lord, we lift you up, we exalt you, because you are our Lord, you're our Savior, our healer, our deliverer, and we magnify you tonight because you're worthy of it, Lord, and we love you tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
our souls tonight, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. said if we would pray and we would seek and humbly lay our lives down at your feet that you would bring us to the place where earth and heaven meet for your glory make us holy so we have come to kneel before your throne with faith and confidence in you alone. That you would heal our land and overwhelm us with your hope for your glory. Make us holy and come like the sound of roaring thunder. Cover the earth with signs and wonders. Bring it away.
I worship you. I'd like for you just to use your own words. Just use your own words. That whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit enables you in your own language you understand or the one you don't, let's just do what we've been singing right now. Lord, we just adore you. Lord, we just lift our hands in awe of you. We desire, Lord, <laughs> oh, to enter in your holy, holy presence, to experience your touch in our lives, to experience you opening our eyes, and opening our heart, Lord, to everything you want us to see and do. We worship you and adore you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. You are holy. You are holy. Lord, you are holy. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the fire of your spirit. And Lord, may it burn away all the dross, all the corruption in us, oh God. May your blood wash us and cleanse us and make us pure and holy. In your presence, you deserve for us to be holy, oh God. Sanctify us unto yourself. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Give us words to express the, the worship you're so worthy to receive, Lord. Give us a life that is able to, to worship you in the beauty of holiness, Lord. God, give us your touch, your enablement, so we can be the people of God, doing the work of God. Seeing that, that transformation that we, that we just sang about, Lord, that, that, that miracle of, of, you, of you moving mightily with your hands and your miracles and your grace. Oh, God. Oh, God, changes from ordinary, changes from regular, changes from average. God, let the Spirit of God come in our lives. We, we humble ourselves before you. We need you desperately. We seek you, we love you, we adore you. So good, you're so good, Jesus. You're so good to us. Praise your name. Praise your name. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Ushers, would you come and let's worship the Lord with the giving of our tithes and offerings? Thank you for. Loving the Lord and loving His church. I love the Lord and I love His church, don't you? I love the church. I've been a part of it my whole life. I was probably taken to church within a week of when I was born. And I'm so thankful for parents that kept me in church when I, when I needed to be but didn't always want to be. I wanted to stay home and watch the wide world of whatever it was, Disney or something. Mm, he, they took me to church and I went better because of it. Praise God. Lord, thank you for your church that we get to be a part of, that we get to be ministered to through your church. We thank you for the church and the privilege to support it. Lord, we pray you'll give us more to give. I pray that you not only enable us, uh, Lord, to, to have something to give, but that you'd give us even more desire to give. We just, we want to, we want to bless your church. We want your church to be more powerful than we've ever been a part of a church to be. So, Lord, we ask that you just take us up 
uh, take us up to the level you want to use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. Thanks, Brother Dennis. Praise the Lord. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I worship you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Service this morning, I, I, I really felt the presence of the Lord when we were having communion. I felt the Lord was just right here. I, I, he was filling our hearts with the joy of uh, having been, ha getting to be the thief who, who repented yeah. and found <laughs> the, the joy of hearing Jesus say, today you'll be with me in paradise. Yes. Boy, his world changed. Yeah. So has ours. Yeah. And we... We are changed. Our life is changed. Our, yes, it's totally you. different. I really, really, really enjoy that, the table of the Lord. I, I enjoy the Lord's Supper. Yeah. I enjoy just... And did, did you read any of those chapters that I asked you to read? The, uh, if you didn't get to today, uh, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, I'll be reading them with you, okay? Let's, let's read them. As, as, as part of the opportunity that we had to take communion. I, I, sometimes that, that experience, as wonderful as it is, takes five or ten minutes of our life, and it, it can take so much more if you turn to those pages yeah. and enter into uh, the story. I hate to even call it a story. Sometimes stories are made up. This is not a made up, the history that, that is told for us right there in those chapters, the reality. I remember being a teenager and, and knowing I've heard Jesus, I've heard it preached that Jesus died for us. Well, I'm going to find where it is in the Bible. That, and I, I looked and looked and finally I found it in the, in the end of the Gospels there. And I read it as a, as a hungry teenager. And those words still mean as much to me today. This many years later, every time I read them, I, I, I love it. I love reading them. I, I'd love to see the church get really good at reading all four of those chapters every time we have communion. That would take a while. You'd, you'd replace the sermon with that. But I have a feeling that the Word of God would do so much powerful work just in our hearts that we, would, that we would understand it better than we've ever understood it before. Yeah. It's a God thing. It's a spirit-revealed thing. Yes. So I, I really, really, really treasured the privilege of taking communion with you this morning. You know, it doesn't just make me closer to God. It makes me closer to you. And that's really what communion is supposed to happen. Yeah. There's supposed to be relationship between the people yeah. 
that are taking communion together. It's, we, we are bonded to Christ together. That makes us one with each other as well as one with Christ. Amen. We're going to go to heaven together. We're going to spend eternity together. Now, some of you say, oh, no. I won't be preaching there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're, we've got a lot waiting on us for, for us there. I, the other, the other church ordinance of the church is water baptism, and we got a few weeks ago we got we had the privilege of having three baptized in water, and I'm I'm thirsty to have three more, or four more. Maybe there's somebody that you've been talking to, you know. Invite them. In, invite. Have you ever thought about being baptized in water? And they say I'm not even saved. Well, that's 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 exactly why I asked the question. How about how about you get saved and then get baptized in water? But you, you don't get baptized in water until you get saved. Right. But it's, it's, a good, it's a good thing to have conversation about, uh, about spiritual opportunity that I, I really believe sinners expect us to bring it up instead of yeah. make them bring it up. Yeah, of they, they'd feel awkward about bringing it up. But if we, if we make it known to them, I welcome any opportunity to have spiritual conversation with you. Have, and maybe you've got some questions that come across your mind. I'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to be a friend to you on a spiritual level. And I realize you don't go to church or you don't need to say it like that. that that's kind of a put down. But, you know, I go to church all the time. If, if, if you ever have any questions about that, I'd love to share it with you. It would just be a joy to have, have conversation because who knows where that could end up. That's right. Who knows? That's who knows? Right. Praise Amen. the Lord. Um, so let us know, please, that, that uh, if you're having any success in, uh, in maybe you need to be baptized or you know somebody that will help you ask them if, if that's what you'd like, if that's the way it needs to be. Now, tonight's message is the one that I planned for tonight. Like this morning, I was, I was feeling um, like, like finding something else, but... I guess the right. I guess I was I was right on the first time when I found it. So these are the words that I feel like I've been feeling for over a week that this was what I should preach for tonight. It's from the uh, uh, the Gospels, Mark the eleventh chapter. Uh, it tells when Jesus entered the temple and knocked over the money changers. And. Uh, the title of, I just put a title on a message just in case you need a handle to remember the message. It's a house of prayer. A house of prayer. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. This is, this is near the end of Jesus' ministry. That happened also toward the beginning of his ministry. But again, three years later, he did the same thing. He, and this is the second time that he did it because it says when they arrived back in Jerusalem, when Jesus was there for the Passover uh, right near the end, he, he and the disciples circled around uh, uh, outside of town. And then they came back in the later part of the week uh, of that last week before his crucifixion. But uh, it says that Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He stopped every, he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. 
He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. Lord, those are your words. Help us feel the power of those words. Help us, help us discern in, in this scripture and with the enablement of the Holy Spirit, your passion for your house, for the temple being not a marketplace, for the, for the church, the, the house that, that you gather your church in is not to be just a meeting place. But Lord, you've got special purposes for it. So I pray that, that we hear you tonight. Get me out of the way. And, and I pray that every one of us hear you, Lord. Hear the voice of your spirit speaking to us right to our hearts, Lord, so that we can hear what you're saying and do what you want. For your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this statement that Jesus made, uh, the scriptures declare my temple be called a house of prayer for all nations. That came from Isaiah. Just like this morning, uh, one of the scriptures that I, that I showed you was uh, about, about the thieves, about Jesus being buried among the uh, uh, unrighteous. Uh, that was in, in Isaiah. Isaiah is a powerful, powerful prophetic book. If you haven't read it in a long time, uh, I'd say you're in for a treat when you, when you just see grace in the Old Testament. The, the, he was a, an, a, an evangelist of the grace of God uh, and, and the outpouring of God's love upon his people, the people who would love him. Uh, but, but Isaiah 56 verse 7 says, I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem and fill them with joy in my house of prayer. That's the, that's the Lord speaking through Isaiah hundreds of years before that, that he, what he was doing. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. So Jesus knew that prophetic statement in the Old Testament and quoted it while he explained what he was doing when he kicked over those money changers tables and all the, the, the people who were selling sacrificial uh, doves and things. So he, he quoted them, my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. God cherishes this gift he's given us called prayer. Yeah. Do you ever give somebody a gift and it just didn't seem to appeal to them very much? <laughs> but you really love the gift. But you couldn't take it back because you, you already have plenty of, of that for yourself. It wouldn't be any good for you to take it back. You just wanted them to love it like you love it. I, I see God doing the same thing about prayer. I, I believe He loves, loves to talk with us. He loves to have conversation with us. He loves it. He loves for, for us to be engaged with Him during the day and during the night through all of our lives. He, he, he wants that and especially calls for that in his house, in, in, in the temple and in the place where we uh, come together to meet. God wants to talk to us. Uh, God clearly says so. His church is to be, his church is to be a place for every nationality and every ethnicity to meet with God. And, and do what? To meet with God and have conversation with God, to have talks with God. What, uh, what Jesus, what's Jesus saying? Uh, the most important item on any order of service 
any group of believers does. What's he saying is the most important item on the order of service? Prayer. I think it's what he's saying. Above all else, prayer when we come together. Uh, I, I, I believe that we need to listen to what Jesus told them that day in the temple. What, now this being the second time that he told them, obviously they didn't listen the first time. But oh, I hope they listened the second time. Wouldn't it be awesome if one of them, if somebody, one of those money changers that had their money, you know, kicked over by, I don't know if he kicked it over or what he did, but he, he, he made a uh, fiasco in, in, that, in that room. And uh, but can you imagine if, if some of those people were, in, were saying, instead of putting this back up on those tables and selling, let's do what he said. Let, let's... Let's, put, let's go put them in the, in the trailer, and let's come back in here and pray instead. Yeah. What if they said that? That would be the right response, right? Yeah. And, and not to bring the lambs or the gifts or whatever it is what they were peddling in there or, uh, or the money changers tables. What, what, if, what if it never showed up in there again? That's exactly the way the Lord wanted it. Right. How can we be so attentive to the Lord that we respond to what He's saying to us about it tonight? How can we? We, 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 don't, we, we think it would be remarkable for those, those money changes, those, those salespeople, you know, to, to give up that and say, Lord, you'll help us make a living another way. Right. We want to find out what, it, what is the result of us making this a house of prayer for all nations, yeah. for every kind of people. Yeah. I, I, I think that's our identity. Yeah. Our identity is not to come talk about God, it's to talk to God. To talk with God, to enjoy God talking to us, and, and, to, and for that to be common for us. I, I remember discovering that the Lord would speak to me as a, as a kid. I, it kind of reminds me of, uh, of what Samuel experienced. I wasn't that little that, uh, that you know, he called my name in the middle of the night, and I went and said, you know, to, to dad or somebody in the house that, hey, I heard somebody call my name. No, that wasn't what it was. But, but somewhere in my teens, I started understanding that the, the, to discern the Lord's voice. And I, I went through a little, little period of while, while I was in college when I, I felt like, I, I think I got a little proud about it. I, I got, I love to say the Lord told me this because I genuinely did love to say what the Lord told me, but, but I was using it for the wrong reason. I, I was, I don't know why, I, was, I, had, I think it was appealing to my ego that God was talking to me. But God was willing to talk to everybody and the Lord had to, had to, had to deal with me, had to discipline me about that and, and, and teach me not to just go blabbing everything he said. And not everything he said was to be told as, as if God told me that. It was something I was supposed to obey and listen to, but, but I, I would squander this wonderful gift of hearing the Lord talk to me if I got in the flesh about it. And that's, that's what he was teaching me. But I, I, I remember how while he was correcting me about that, he wasn't speaking to me. And I said, God, you haven't said anything to me for weeks. And I, and I, really, I really was starving. You know, I, it was like I, I didn't have anything to tell other people that he said. Or I'm not sure if that was what was bothering me or if, or if I was just my soul was just hungry because I needed, I needed him to speak to me. Well, now that I'm a lot, I'm a lot more grown up now, I know that if, I, if God's not talking to me, we'll just go right in here because he talked to us in words right in here. And, and when you hunger and thirst for these words, 
And then you couple with that a desire to hear the voice of his spirit in your heart. It'll be a whole lot easier for you to discern that he's speaking to you and it aligns with what he says in here. In fact, he'll say it in here and he'll say it to your ear as well. And it'll make so much sense and it'll fill your heart with joy. But that that's that's to me, it's, it's not the Lord is trying to tell us church is not to come and and. And then go through a, a, an order of service, a, a set of things that are, that are to do. It's to meet with me yes. before you come and, and when you come and while you're here and, and as you're leaving and when you're gone. To meet with me, to, to, to just come together and experience my presence together and, and listen to me and speak to me. Yes. So, so if, if, the Lord, if the Lord was in charge of the order of service... If he, if he was the one deciding that what our order of service was going to be for, for any service that we're having, what do you think he'd put on there a lot? I think he'd put a lot of, according to this, it, it, what, what he desired the church, the temple to be, he, he would want our, our meeting places to be. He would want you to expect to come to church praying. And, and when you get to church, you're praying. And, and uh, in, the, in the worship song, you're praying and you're, you're, you're worshiping and, and you're experiencing his presence in worship. That's probably the easiest time to, for, me, for me to pray. And then we're praying about everything that the Lord gives. In other words, every part of the service isn't built of, uh, on, on a personality of, a, uh, of the speaker. It's built on the personality of God and it's centered on him. Our attention's on him and our focus is on him. We're engaged with him. We're listening to him. Whew. Mm. This message was a lot easier to preach than I realized it was going to be. It must be your message, Lord. It must be your word. It must be your word. It's our way of connecting with God and turning our attention heavenward. We need that. We need, we, we get our eyes on temporal things down here and it starts messing us up. It, it, we start worrying and getting anxious. And we need to have our, we need to have our focus really clearly set on our relationship with God and God's love for us and God's promise to provide for us and, and just fill our hearts with not anxiety, but excitement and praise and worship. Mm. I, I wrote in my notes, united prayer of faith seeking for a mountain to be removed. That's one of the things that would, the Lord would put on our and you know what? It was in Julie's worship service tonight. In fact, that first song, when I heard you sing it, I, I heard uh, the words of that first song. It was so much what this message is saying that I thought that happened again a few weeks ago. It was like the very first song was I wanted to conclude with it because that was the that was the message that I, the Lord had given me to uh, to preach. And that may very well be what we do at the conclusion of this. Um, it's it's. Let me say everything that I've said about what God would want the order of service to be. We, we could we could get divinely re revealed order of service, but the your participation would determine how engaged you are through that service. Right. It, it's if you if you uh, how, how can I say it? If you're comfortable praying. If you love praying, and that's what the Lord put on the agenda, then you'd stay really engaged and enjoy it. 
But if comfort, if, if your comfort level with prayer is uh, not very high and the Lord put it on there too much, your, your, uh, your engagement would go down. Right. And, and I, to be honest with you, as a pastor or, or any leader of a spiritual service, we, tr- we really want to design the order of service so that you stay engaged. I don't want you to have to come here and be daydreaming or, or getting your phone out and figuring out something to do. I've, I've seen people are so bored with the sermon that they get the, get, you know, get the phone out and kind of check their calendar and all this other stuff to do because uh, they've checked out. That's the last thing we want happening. But, but that's not something that can be solved uh, in the flesh by us coming up with a good worship or a good order of service that really keeps you engaged. I, it's the Spirit of God that's going to really keep you engaged when, when He's shown you how you can be really, really comfortable praying and talking to Him. And it's really going to make a dynamic difference in your life because you're praying. You're, your weight, the weight on your shoulders is going to get lighter. Uh, the, the worry about tomorrow is going to go away. There's so many things that are going to change when, when you get a higher comfort level with prayer. And then God can orchestrate prayer all through our services. Yeah. Mm, Lord, I want you to do that. Uh, if someone that you know, maybe it's a new convert, maybe it's a person that's not yet a convert, but he's, they're, they're talking to you about it. And then they ask you, I, I, they say, I don't know how to pray. And they want you to, to give them something to help them. Uh, what would you say to them to help them learn how to pray? Uh, do you remember who taught you how to pray? Do you remember when you learned to pray? It, for many of us, it probably just came naturally, didn't it? And we, just like we talked to everybody else, we just learned to talk to the Lord. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we need to be so comfortable with prayer that we can easily explain to people in words that, that don't scare them, that they're, how they can be comfortable with prayer too. The Lord just, He's your best friend. He loves you more than anybody. He's not just a friend. He is God and he is mighty, but he is willing to let you in his presence and talk to him. And he he thrives. He he wants us to want to do that with him. Um, If, in fact, you come to church and never pray, that's probably not very likely. But it, 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 I'm just thinking there might be few who are used to coming to church, but not praying through the entire service. Others pray their prayer times, but they just kind of wait through those. And I, I just want to say that it, you're, you're, you're missing what church is all about, according to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus just said it. My house shall be a house of prayer for all nations. Yeah. In other words... What, what, it, what it's all about is encountering God uh, in, in, a, in a powerful way. He wants, you to, uh, he wants you to encounter Him. So if, in fact, you're coming to church and you're not encountering God, we need to kick over some tables of money changers. We, we need to get something all stirred up and, and messed up that's, that needs to be pushed out of the way because it's in the way. We need to get rid of it. We need to be like the person that, that we were dreaming about a while ago who said, let's don't put these tables back up. 
Let's, do, let's don't put our the, these sales deals, let's don't put the money changers back up. Let's get that out of the trailer and let's do what God wants us to do. What he just suggested we do, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Uh, that, that's what I'm, I'm challenging you, that, that you come expecting to pray. Come, come expecting to learn more about prayer and to become more and more comfortable with prayer and to be excited to, to pray wherever you are every single day. You can pray. You can pray. They, they didn't take prayer out of school. People pray all the time. And I used to say as many times as they have a test, there's a lot of people praying. God, help me remember what I studied. In fact, God, I didn't study. Would you help me get the answers right anyway? We ask for all kinds of miracles in school, don't we? But I'm, I'm just saying that, that, that prayer, it, the Lord wants it to become so natural for us, so enjoyable for us. Um, I, I cherish some of the moments of prayer that I had growing up uh, in my church, Hilton Assembly God's where I grew up from first grade through 12th grade. And, uh, I, and there were many, many times in those altars, as, as probably many of you experienced in a and maybe here, if this was your home church or wherever it may have been, I, those, I cherished those times when I went home with my eyes wet with tears. And we prayed till 9.30 or 10 o'clock on Sunday night. I, I tell you, I cherished, I, I just hate that they're only memories. They're, they're a long time ago memories. I, I, the, the same memories took place at youth camp, the other, other uh, uh, at, at, at Southwestern, the, those altars at Southwestern, they were, you were saying Christ is formed in me. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Those, those times when I was just lingering in the altar, I was asking the Lord for forgiveness. I was, I was asking him to, to change my heart and change my life. I was committing my life and se just seeking him. And I thank God for the spirit of God that drew us into those moments. But, and, and it's not that we need to go back and try to do that again. We just need to have that hunger and that comfort with God teaching us how, what prayer is. Because the truth is, he, he doesn't want it just to happen in church. He wants it to be yours forever. Every day, every day. To pray, pray at church and pray and worship every day, every day of the week. I, I've been saying this next statement for a lot of years. A lot of years. When we get to heaven... You're going to see what was available to you through prayer. You won't have to be there very long. And you'll say, wow, this was available to me through prayer. God gave me access to everything he's given me here. He gave me access to him through prayer. And you're going to kind of wish that you had known that right now. Well, Ask the Lord to reveal it to you right now. Yeah. Ask the Lord to reveal it. What, what, is, what is available to me if I pray? Yeah. Show me how I can, I can, I can just be, form, a, form a habit of prayer uh, where, where I love to pray. I'm comfortable praying. I'd I, I, I just soon pray as, as talk to anybody else, any of my best friends or any, any, anything. I'd, I'd just soon pray as, as watch TV. Lord, I, I help, help me to get to that place. Where I just, I realized that prayer is a wonderful gift that you've given me. And I, I want to cherish it just as much as you were excited to give it to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll say this. Prayer, praying is the easiest thing you'll ever do. Because the only, the only thing about it is that you'll have to fight the enemy to do it. Right. You have to fight the flesh to do it. Right. For those reasons, it's not the easiest thing. But, but once you get... Once you make up your mind, I mean, children pray. 
And the Lord honors their prayer of faith. He loves it when he said we need to become like little children and, and, and come before him. You know, he hears every whisper every day or every night. He hears it. Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer. The disciples saw him pray and, and, and they asked him to teach them to pray. And that's exactly what he did. Prayer is just including God in your conversation every day of your life. Um, pray, prayer is spiritual warfare. Uh, Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy by blinding you from seeing how simple it is to pray. But, but I'm telling you, prayer is spiritual. That, that's, the way to, that's the way to press into God. It's just, just by saying, I love you, Lord, and I want to I win over the darkness that's trying to steal things from me. I want to I want to press through. Daniel prayed three times a day. They got him that, that got him thrown in lines. But it became one of the greatest stories, one of the greatest histories in the Bible when he spent the night in there with those lines. And the next morning, the king comes out there and says, Daniel, was your God who is so faithful to you, able to deliver you from the mouth of lions? And from that den where those lions were came Daniel's voice, um, live forever, O king, or something like that. May the king live forever. And uh, he said, yes, my God, shut the mouths of those lines. One of the greatest experiences in the world, uh, the persecution over prayer, prayer still triumphed. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. you know, it's like the devil would try to win something, but he, he got lost even in winning. He, he, he lost even in winning yeah. because it proved that Daniel's praying three times a day. It's a habit we all ought to form. Well, not, not I, don't, I don't go with just appointment prayers. I just mean... Let your heart, like it says in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. Yeah. And that just means that, that you really never disengage from God. You, you stay connected to Him. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit wants to help you pray Spirit-led prayers. Yes. In, in languages that you know, I need Him to help me pray in, in the languages that I know. In the lang I only know one language. I, Took two years of Spanish, but I don't know it. <laughs> but uh, whether it's in my language or a language that he wants to give me, right. I, for equally so, I need the Spirit of God to enable me to pray. Right. I need him. And, and you know what? He is so willing to help any one of us, every one of us pray. It's Romans 8, 26, uh, just two verses before the, the, the verse that says, all things work together for good to them that love God. Here's one of the reasons why. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what, uh, what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in word. And the Father who knows all heart knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Look, look what He's promising that the Holy Spirit will do. He'll help you pray He'll spirit, he'll spirit lead you in praying, and, and you're, you're going to be able to pray in harmony with God's own will without even knowing that, that how, how, what His will was. The Holy Spirit's going to help you. He uses the words with groanings that cannot be uttered. That sounds to me like He's talking about it, praying in tongues, but uh, whatever He's talking about, just ask the Lord to do it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you do it because you need His enablement. We don't know how to pray all the time. Much of the time we don't know how to pray. But He'll lead us. Take that Scripture. Take that as a promise. He will do it. He will help you. I just, I'll, I'll close with this. Pray, praying isn't a duty. It's not a chore. 
that, that's one thing you, you, that makes it hard. If, if we've got it, the wrong perspective of prayer, it's something we're supposed to do, and I need, I need to give 30 minutes to it. I need to give an hour, and I'm going to keep myself down here until, until, I, until I've done that. No, it's not. You've got the wrong perspective. Praying is a wonderful gift from God, a wonderful gift from God that you can use to grow closer and closer to Him, just like you could anybody else. If you, Marsha and I fell in love by talking on the telephone for hours. And, and, you know, that, that communication is what draws your heart together. And that's the way it is with God. When you, 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 you've leaned on Him through your hardest times and you've, uh, you've been there to celebrate with Him during your, His great victories in your life, it brings you closer and closer to God to, to just use this wonderful gift He's given, of, given you to communicate with Him and reach out and touch Him. You know, this Will Rogers had a statement, the, the Oklahoman that was so... Uh, uh, much of a, a popular, everything he said for those years. He said, uh, if you uh, teach a person, uh, if you uh, give a guy fish, you fed him for a day. But if you teach him to fish, you fed him for a lifetime. Uh, I, I really believe that that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to learn how to pray so we'll be fed for a lifetime. Not just, not just get it right one time. He wants to teach us how to pray so we can benefit from it. We can benefit from it. And the kingdom of God, He can accomplish more through us because He's taught us this wonderful gift that He was trying to tell the, the, the people who were misusing the temple. Get back, get back to what this is all about. Get back to what, what you as a temple of the Holy Spirit are all about. It's all about you experiencing my uh, communication with me and my will in your life and my, my speaking to you and, and you to me. It's it, for us to, to be in that closer relationship. I, I'd like for us to... Uh, would, would the musicians come back and, and play and sing that first song again? And I, I'd like for us to gather uh, around the front of the church uh, for a time just, just to enjoy this gift that we've talked about tonight. I, 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 I'm not asking you for any certain amount of time. I just want us to come and say, Lord, I want to act on what you just said. I do. I just, let's just tell the Lord we want him to make us more comfortable with praying, yeah. exercising this wonderful gift. Maybe, maybe you're very, very comfortable. I, I'm very comfortable, but I'm going to ask him for make, to make me more comfortable. Will you join me? Let's stand and, and come down here around this altar. And you guys just, uh, when you get ready, just play and sing. We're going to be praying, okay? Is that all right? Well, some of us may be singing some of the words, but, but this, you're just going to fill the room with, with, with those words and those thoughts. And the Spirit of the Lord is going to use these moments to teach us how to pray, to teach us how to pray. If you... If you don't th even know where to start, just start with, with, with the first word that, that comes, the Holy Spirit puts in your head, and just be able to pour your heart out to the Lord. Lord, I love seeing these young people kneeling at these altars. And Lord, I love see us, to see us gather down here and make this church service and this, this, this place, this beautiful building that, that is, is built to, to glorify you, Lord. We love to see it used. For this wonderful purpose that you that you pleaded with them to use the temple for, Lord, may this be a place, Lord, may this be a place that we pray, that we come expecting to pray, come looking forward to praying. Oh God, oh God, would you put it in our hearts to know how to be more comfortable with praying, how to desire when we get up in the morning, we can't wait to talk to you. We can't wait, Lord, to feel your touch. 
and you and you you just you touch on our mouth so we so we can speak by the Holy Spirit a worship to you Lord worship to you Thank you for the gift. This precious, gift you gave us when you were Everyone who is safe, and even everyone who is not, you've given the gift of prayer. You will help them pray. You will help them find a personal relationship with you through that wonderful gift of prayer. Lord, they can, they can experience just like anybody else experience the forgiveness of God, the grace of God, the love of God, the power, the spiritual victories we need in our daily lives. It's ours through this wonderful gift of love.
infant with myself being in control. Oh God, I pray for this church. Lord, that you'll take care of her. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So every one of us know of problems that only prayer will solve. Let's just realize, realize the Lord put the tool right in our hands. And He'll show us how to use it every day. And every one of those, those problems that are only going to be solved through prayer, we're going to see God move us in the direction of the solution, the answer. I, I, the, the, the thing I'm praying for is for a pastor. I'm praying for the pastor that God has for this church. I'm praying for the one that God has placed his hand on, called. And, and, and this church can abandon every other, every other wonder and just all merge together in unity around this leader. And, and I'm praying for both, but for us to find that leader and to rally tightly around him. And to be one, to be united as one. Because division is a tool of the enemy against the church. It's the church's worst enemy if you're not united. So, so let's, just, let's just make that our closing prayer tonight. God, you're go we believe you're going to send us a pastor. Let, please, every voice, every one of our voices, may, may God hear from 100% of us tonight. Lord, we believe in you to send us the pastor you want to send us and that we're going to be united around them. Would you stand with your feet? And we're going to dismiss with this prayer. Lord, we praise you. We praise you that every problem, every crisis,
can be solved through prayer. You can get us to the solution. You will do it. And we use this wonderful gift you've given us to be assured tonight that you're going to answer the need that we have as a church. We need you, Lord, to take us to electing a pastor that is your will to lead this church, your will to be the shepherd of this church family, your will to lead this church to a higher level of exposure and influence in this community, Lord. More and more lost people that are perishing every week. There's some more of them that die. But Lord, this church has been raised up to reach them and make a difference in their eternity. God, we pray that you'll bring the pastor here with the leadership and with the, with, with the vision of God, with, with everything that you've equipped that leader. And God, that we will be gathered together around that leader without any division. That you'll unite us. That you'll bring us to one, one place. Lord, only you can do this. And we believe you in prayer. We, we are asking it together. Lord, we, we believe that, that every person in this room is uniting right now, asking, Lord, that your will be done. And that you accomplish your purpose at this, this strategic time for Lone Grove Assembly of God. Lord, may this be the beginning of years, decades of spiritual prosperity as a church, greater and greater impact upon this community, greater and greater seeing the work of God, everything we're singing about in this awakening song, God, that we're, we're right in the middle of it, we're seeing that awakening, we're experiencing that awakening because you're answering prayer. You're a God who hears and answers prayer. Thank you that you are. Thank you that you are. Thank you that you are. Lord, we praise your wonderful name. We praise your wonderful name. We praise your wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Pray without ceasing. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, all of you. God bless you.